Good morning and welcome to Grind, Grace, and Growth every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. Each day we wake up to start the daily grind and we try to do everything with grace with the goals of growth. Brought to you by Snowden and Company Real Estate, Ed Cheney, Tire Pros, Pearl River Resort and Spa, and Brad Bellfield, Shelter Insurance. I am Shelly. I'm Adrian. And today we have the fabulous County Courts judges. I am Veldor Young Graham. And I'm Lisa Howell. Awesome. And we're so glad to have y'all here today. And we want to talk about what your jobs are and what you see as needs for our children in our community. Grind, grace, <laughs> and growth. Oh, yeah. That's what we need. Yeah. We need everybody on the grind. We need everyone to make sure that they are being graceful and showing some grace towards our children. Yes. And we need growth. We need people to open their minds, grow and understand that our young people are different from the young people of yesterday, and we need our young people to grow. So you have to set the example so that they can grow. I agree. That's awesome. Good That's spot on. Good way to take the name of the show and, and incorporate I it. I love it. Love it. So Love the name of the show. Well, thank you, and yes. we're so glad to have you all here today. And as, as a mother and as Adrian being a part of such a fabulous youth program, tell us what you see in our community that is affecting our children we we need uh more mentors in my opinion and and i, I hate to just use that word because somebody thinks it's got to be a program or you've got to go get the uh background check and all that i mean that, those are wonderful things i love mentor programs but you know kids in your neighborhood in your church uh that you can reach out to uh, i told a group recently they said what can i do take a kid fishing you know, uh, open their minds to something that's different. We were talking about uh, seeing the kids for the way they are. I think sometimes right now their role models uh, maybe are not the, the people they need to be looking up to. And as a, a concerned citizen, be that person. You uh, Give a kid a job. Uh, everybody's kind of looking for jobs. And for employees right now, we might could uh, hook y'all up with some really good kids that need to learn some budgeting skills, that need to learn some responsibility, and you could be that person. Judge Graham and I've always talked about that that giving is really a selfish thing because it just makes you feel so good, and helping these kids are going to make you feel fabulous. And I want to add that uh, I'd like for us to get back to just being a village. We right. are separated in our adult lives. Everyone is so busy helping themselves and trying to be progressive and, and moving forward that we've forgotten that it takes all of the village for us to succeed. So when one of us reaches a new height, then all of us should reach a new height. So we need to lift as we climb. We need to be a village. Surround these babies as she said, and show them that they're loved. It used to be that you couldn't act up anywhere within the community when I was growing up because you could get your coattail pulled by anyone, and you would. We need that. People can't be afraid to correct people. Do it with grace and do it out of love and do it in growth so that people will learn. But constructive criticism and the hands-on approach is the best thing ever. I agree, and I don't think that children in this day and age know how to take constructive criticism it, it's about respect because mm -hmm. if you respect the person that's giving it to you i think it comes from a better place and uh we, we talked about this right before we started that some of our kids haven't really learned respect yet for their elders or for their teachers and i do believe it's earned in some sense it's, it's, it, i mean for uh, being a teacher to me 
that just is the level that because you are a teacher, you ha should have that respect no matter what. Uh, but it's mutual uh, too. It, I, it I, needs mm -hmm. to be. We need it to understand to that when our young people come before me, I always refer to them as Mr. or Miss. Mm, right. I never That's refer to them by their first name because I certainly don't anticipate that they will refer to me by my first name. Mm -hmm. I also set the, the tone, and Judge Howell and I have a dress code at Youth Court. Oh. We don't go in looking any kind of way, and we do not allow minors nor their parents to do that. If they respect themselves, then they will expect respect. And if we respect them, then they will give respect. And when you garner respect, you get respect. Well, and, and we talk about the village, and COVID has just put a bomb in mm. our village. I mean, we're all in our separate little uh, uh, huts right now. And I'm trying to explain to teachers and, and just anyone in the community, it may be a, a, a boss, that that child doesn't have their homework, but you've got to know what's going on in that child's life. They may have spent the night in a car. Mm. I mean, uh, our kids are going through a lot. Um, there's there's guardians, whether it be just family members or grandparents, whatever, that are raising these kids, and they're doing the best they can. And we can all sit back and, before we judge, let's let's take a minute and see what's really going on. Let's yeah. delve deeper. And that's that village again. And, and, and COVID um, has definitely impacted us in a lot of negative ways, but some of which are those that don't allow us to congregate and fellowship and be amongst each other. And you learn more about each other when we are in fellowship and communion with each other. And we've got to anticipate that we will get together and talk and know their circumstances. Teachers a lot of times are very pivotal partners in our relationship with children because mm -hmm. they hear them say, this happened at my house last night. Whether they're talking directly to the teacher or indirectly, they hear them talking to another student. But you need to know if there's no food or if they mm -hmm. have no heat or utilities. We take things like that for granted, yep. but we have children living like that in our community. Right. We ran the numbers, and you look at the numbers of what we call neglect and abuse cases. That's where the uh, Department of Child Protective Services come in and intervenes in some manner. Um, you look at the numbers for 19 compared to 20 and 21, only about a third of the cases are coming in for 20 and 21. And we know the problem was much worse during 20 and 21. So we know that these bus drivers, counselors, nurses, lunchroom workers, everybody that sees these children and are mandated reporters. I think they want to report, but you know, when you're at home, nobody knows what's going on at that home except the family. Absolutely, and it's a way to keep it secret and concealed, and that's what we don't want. Well, Some I, people might not know what to report right. or who to report it to, and then on some cases that they they might not want to be the one to have to report it. Well, and, we do. And children don't want to hurt their parents. They don't want to. Yeah. They don't want to be taken out of the home, yeah. even and even knowing what the situation might be. They love that person. Shelly, we don't want to hurt them either. We don't want to hurt the parents because we understand. That's the nucleus for the ch child or children, mm -hmm. and they are definitely attached. Mm -hmm. But we also have to hold them accountable. And when children are being mistreated, we need to know about it. So when you talk about not knowing what to report, 
um, there's nothing at all wrong with uh, being a disciplinarian right. and having rules, but there's certainly a line where it becomes abusive mm-hmm. or can become abusive what? mentally, physically. So we need people to report when it's... But when what, there are cases that but what is the definition obvious. and I think where is the line because as parents a lot of times in this day and age being a parent is we're always worried that we might unintentionally be hurting our children because we're trying to set guidelines and have expectations for them and just this morning I had to have a discussion with my son and he cowered down and he was like why are you talking to me like this and I said I, I'm having a conversation with you but to him, and I was talking to him just like this, but what happened was it escalated to a certain extent about respect for mm. other adults. And I leave and I come today and it makes me worried. Like, I hope he has a good day. I'm worried about him. I didn't want to have that conversation, but it also has to be instilled in his head that these people, for you to be a child, I give you everything. I'm doing everything in my power to make sure that you're happy. But at the same time, he has to also, they have to learn how to find their own happiness and learn to be content. Absolutely. And when you say, where is the line? Who knows? Mm. Because it is as different as you and I are. Um, For instance, me personally, I could walk out of this room and touch that chair on my way out and I would likely have a bruise. Some children bruise easily. When you see children with bruising, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're being abused, but it's worth looking into. You cannot take anything for granted. Children talk, too. Children children talk without talking. Their emotions show you things. Their actions, their, their words say a whole lot. But you don't have to dig deep a lot of times. It's right there in our faces. Well, and you'll see the, we, I'll go back to numbers, and I'm, we are not math girls, I'm going to tell you. Just grab, <laughs> we went into law because no, you're we lawyers. were told there was no math. but Memorization. Exactly. But we, I've seen these children. They are gorgeous. They're wonderful. But we don't want your children. Mm-hmm. Our numbers are so much lower because Judge Graham and I don't want to take the children out of the home. That causes trauma. And we've had hours and hours of trauma training. Right. So we know that the best thing to do is leave that child with a family member or even we call it fictive kin. And that means an Aunt Judy who's really not an aunt but has always been in that child's life. Leave them there where they're happy and put the services in. Because a lot of times we, we neglect and abuse, so it's sometimes not uh, a bruising or a beating or even a f- emotional abuse. It is they don't have lights and power in the house. Uh, they don't have any transportation. Kids are not going to school. We try to leave them where they are if we can't. That's step one and put services. If it's not going to work, we take them out of the home, but leave them with family and friends so they're really not in custody but give the services, and only at that third stage when there's nothing else we can do, we put them in a safe place because always, you know, uh, we don't want those kids to be abused. So sometimes we have to snatch up immediately. We can't go through the steps. But if we can, we try to leave them where they are. Yeah, knowledge is power. A lot of these parents only know what they know. Mm -hmm. And you don't know how they were raised or uh, what their circumstances were as children. We have expectations, but it's only fair to make sure that everybody knows what those expectations are. Services are extremely important because 
some of them just don't know, and we have to meet them. And we talk about this all the time. People can't be judged by their homes um, judging how we want our home to be because my standard may not be your standard, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't make your standard wrong or bad. And so we've got to learn to meet people where they are but provide the necessary complementary services, whether it's educational, occupational, any kind of knowledge that they need, we need to give it to them. And it needs to be convenient because these parents are working. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of truancy in Meridian, but we also have a lot of teenage children raising their younger siblings. They're Mm -hmm. getting them dressed for school and preparing breakfast before they go to school. That's huge. So when I hear someone say, oh, well, this child's late to school every day, the first question I need to know is why. Have we asked why? Because there's always an underlying cause or reason. We talk about abuse or neglect. Abuse can be physical or emotional. Neglect can be something like not being able to pay a light bill. Well, how about we take them to an agency that may be able to assist them? How about we help them find employment that may be able to give them uh, higher wages or different hours Parents need to be at home with their children, but a lot of them don't have that option. They're working. A lot of that goes to the social-emotional needs that parents have. Um, I work with the public school district as a parent engagement specialist, and I speak with parents every week, probably like eight different parents. That's because I want to address needs that they may have that the schools may refer to me. And every time, it never fails. There's always something going on with the parent as to why they could not provide this ride for their child, this service for their child. So one of my jobs is getting, I'm sorry, is getting resources. But it's really hard to judge those kids when the parents themselves are going through it, especially the pandemic revealed a lot of that. Right. And there's a lot of depression. There's a lot. And the stress of keeping a job and maintaining your bills and how am I going to get through this and then isolation and depression that, the parents have and then you know I was working remotely and on zoom trying to work and in the background I have three kids mommy 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 having that balance is very very hard I also want to touch on a different topic of you know I understand that parents need a break every now and then but there's nothing worse than parents that pass off their children to grandparents so they can go out do drugs party things like that. That's something that I've seen more of recently that disheartens me, especially in a close family, extended family member of mine. Well, I must say that I appreciate them passing them off to someone and not doing Mm -hmm. drugs in front of them. But um, a lot of those stressors that you just named, those previous stressors have made people resort to things that they normally would not resort to. Mm -hmm. We as a community need to wrap our arms around each other Mm-hmm. male, female, old, young, black, white, rich, and poor, and come together and see how we can help. I wish that we had progressed a lot over the years, but during the Civil Rights Movement, I recall people saying all the time that the most segregated hour of the week is, in, is 11 o'clock on Sunday mornings. It still is that. Yeah. We need to be worshiping together. I agree. We've got to come together. We've got to be worshiping. We Absolutely. Right. Mm-hmm. And so um, we appreciate parents who do make some type of arrangements for their children, but I, I definitely understand 
what you're saying when you talk about putting them off. You don't want your children to have anybody's values but yours. Mm -hmm. And your values need to be uh, of such a caliber that your children should want to have them. And piggybacking off something that you said, Adrian, when these parents are having a bad day, it makes kids have a bad day. When, When you pick your kid up from school, if you're talking on your cell phone the entire time, your child needs some FaceTime. When you go and wake that child up in the morning, we don't need you screaming, wake up, get up, it's time to get up. Mine used to always start with rise and shine, you know. I try to do that. They tell me I sing bad. Uh, that's okay, <laughs> but at least you're singing. And and so we need to understand that our tone and our comments affect everyone. We have what's called dependent children as well. And uh, it could be anything from a child's parent being strung out on drugs to uh, being missing to dying. But it means that that child does not have a legal guardian at that time. We deal with that a lot of times. It's still a miracle every day to have a child. We got parents dying in childbirth. We got them dying in car wrecks. We got them voluntarily absenting themselves from their relationships with their children due to stress factors. And we've got to find a way to intervene and help with with stress. I'm glad schools haven't closed because Mm -hmm. we need a break we need a breakthrough. Our teachers need to be our eyes and ears. Other students need to be our eyes and ears. Administrators need to be mm-hmm. that. Bus drivers need to be that. That interaction Coaches. every day. Coaches. Oh, yeah. We need that interaction. So we need to do everything we can to keep society open. Well, Adrian's job, I mean, that, that's a very tough job, but that what an admirable job. And I, we see that there are so many guardians, be grandparents or or. Uh, uh, other aunts, uncles, raising these kids. And as an old person, I will say that during COVID, that would have stressed me to no end that I would have had to try to take a tablet, which is not the tablet I thought with the paper and the little ring thing on it, the wire ring, uh, and try to get my child's homework because I'm a fanatic about homework and grades and, and education. And I would have wanted to do the best for my child or grandchild. But pride. I don't Mm. know that I would have wanted to say, I don't know how to do this. And so we've got to, if we ever have to, and I know we're not through with COVID yet, we've got to realize that this is going to be something I'm afraid is going to be in some form around around for a while. But to get these kids to the point where they can do it for themselves, and most of them by the time they're seven years old. Judge Graham and I were using Zoom for our youth court, and still are right now. Um, and uh, a grandparent will be having a terrible time, and I'll see just about a toddler to me walk through the room, and I say, "Hey, grab that little boy. I'm sure he can turn the mic on for you." And sure enough, <laughs> I mean, it's true. They they, they know more about technology than we it's do, wonderful. absolutely. But and social media, and that's another thing that we've talked uh, about on our show is the influence of social media on the behaviors of our children as well. That's the big babysitter now. Yeah. TVs, um, music, the lyrics. It's a message in the music. Now, whether it's good or bad, it's a message in the music. I, I saw one this morning on, okay, I've been watching TikTok, trying to learn how to use it for my show, <laughs> for this show. But um, some of the like old songs that I was like, oh, my gosh, that is the dirtiest song I've ever heard. Mm. And you would think it was a very lighthearted ta- song talking about dancing. Right. But it's very provocative language oh. that you don't necessarily relate to what they're referring to unless right. you really dig really deep listen. and you mm-hmm. think. And this is not new. 
I mean, you talk about the 70s, and they're talking about dropping acid and all this. I mean, this was a 70s era. song. Right. Yeah, I mean, there, I mean, this is all, it, it was there before, but you've just got to be a, a parent who's... I mean, but I'm to not, where they used to gear it, it, they used to gear these types of, this type of music to kids in high school and college mm-hmm. kids. Now they're gearing it to a younger demogra- right. demographic, starting at nine years old. Well, and when you talk about demographics, demographics are totally different now, period, because... No demographic had access to television after midnight. It was going off. So if you wanted to watch it, you couldn't. Radio didn't stay on. You had to go to sleep. That's right. (laughs) Everything is available 24 hours a day. Good, bad, or indifferent, it is available. I want to harp on one thing that I have a little different approach about. A lot of times in society these days, we've become extremely competitive. And I want to take the competitive edge out of life for all of us, and especially our children. I have never, I have one son, I've never told him, you must make straight A's. I've never told him, you must go into a certain career. I've never told him, you must play a certain sport. You have to be in this organization or that one. I think we put a lot of stress and pressure on ourselves as parents and on our children trying to compete with what we think is the end thing and the best thing. We need to let them grow and develop naturally in their own right. And no, maybe they won't get all the scholarships. And no, maybe they won't be the best at everything. But happiness and peace of mind is so important. Mm -hmm. If we could get a more happy society and people who are more at peace with themselves and with each other, everything would flow smoothly just be the best that you can be and compete with yourself right i think another thing that's really sad about our society and and i'm generation like right between you know being like a millennial and generation x i guess you know but like 1981 and so we were the last generation that we literally came home when the street lights turned on Mm -hmm. we would get lost with our bikes and it did create a (laughs) sense of independence and problem solving and imagination that we had to use our brains and engage it. And we would ride our bikes to the store and we would ride our bikes to the park. Um, And we can't do that anymore. We can't be outside being outside and playing with other children is so important and using your imagination. And you don't have to use that anymore because it's put in front of you. And that is also in my opinion, doing an injustice to our children. So we need some community time out. We need to be able to get a diverse group of people together and enjoy nature. Let's go outside and enjoy. Go to go to Planet Play. Absolutely. Planet Playground's great. Bonita, Highland Park. Absolutely. And and I did speak to the city council a while back about creating a safer environment at our community parks. And being able to market those city parks as amenities, as tourist attractions, to be able to also generate revenue for the city also. But if the local people are not embracing our parks, why is the city going to try to spend money to make them safer? And, and let's talk positively about our community and right. speak mm-hmm. positive things into existence because... It's easy to be negative, Nancy, about everything. Oh, yeah. People say, oh, I'm afraid to go to the mall. And I say, really, why? Has anything ever happened no. to you at the mall? Oh, and I'm the afraid movie to go to great. Bonita. What? Why? I run, I run on the trails by myself all the time. I was at Bonita last night. I mean, 
We have got to take that fear out. You can fear, acronym. You can fear everything and run, or you can face everything and rise. Mm. Right. I we love that. Like that. To, need to do that. Face everything and wait. And rise. Face everything and rise. Face everything and rise. We've got to confront it, Where, whatever it is. Uh, people have different theories on what it is, whether it's gang violence or drugs or gun violence, whatever it is. Let's face it. Let's deal with it. Let's not just talk about problems. Let's deal right. with solutions. Let's come together at the table. Let's work together. Let's build our community back up. Well, speaking of building our community up, I am so excited about the Salvation Army's initiative with buying the United Health Blood Center and creating a community center. So that is maybe a step in the right direction. What do you think about that? I love it. And I was so excited to see them at the Dr. King celebration Monday. Mm -hmm. They were out, boots Wonderful. on the ground, helping in any way they could. That's what we need in our community. Mm -hmm. We need volunteers that say, I'm here. I'm here if you need me, where, wherever you need me. Services. A lot of people just don't know where to go. And something like the Red Cross is something that's that's so ingrained in us. We know our Salvation Army, the, the places that we're used to going. We talked about that we had renamed the uh, youth court to the Lauderdale County Youth Justice Center. We don't want you to bring your kids when they're a problem. You know, do it beforehand. If you need some right. help with tutoring, if you need some help finding your child a job or anything like that, we're there to help you. Not to say that we can solve every problem, but we have a list of sources. We'll, we'll turn to all these... Uh, different groups for help and can, we've invested in ipads we got wi-fi out there bring bring your children can we, can, want to help can we have a lockup day and say this is what will happen if you don't respect your mom no, i'm just not. kidding <laughs> <laughs> scared straight meridian i'm like, I'm like, um, I'm like <laughs> listen if you don't respect your mommy this is where you're gonna have to go hang out but small things like people say oh i don't have a birth certificate well why don't you we can fix that for you in right. 2.2 seconds right. a social security card mm -hmm. i need to study for my driver's license test right. i need to ask the internet we're gonna put some controls on it but come see us we can point you in the right direction I need some counseling mm -hmm. drug counseling mental health counseling we can point you in the right direction drug testing you know drug you want testing. to know where we're starting from is there a problem and I think that's great and people need to know that y'all are there for us you're there to support these kids to see them thrive that's right to see them become successful members of community um, and to be able to contribute and we are the Lauderdale County Youth Justice Center, and we want justice for all of our youth. We want that in any way we can get it. Justice means a lot of things. Right. Well, I love that. Justice is a very big word, and it's, it can be it's interpreted, meaningful. and it's kind of like a rainbow. You know, like it can be defined in so many different ways. Ladies, thank you so much for coming on the show. We're going to have you back because we have come up with a list of topics that yeah. are very interesting. And y'all are fabulous and insightful and thank you. so great. We're going to stay on the grind and make sure that we show everybody grace and we're going to continue to grow. Hello. Hello. I love how she uses I know. Name. I know. Well, ladies, thank you so much. Bye. 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 Bye.